Oh, um, that would truly be a beautiful scenario. I was looking at Krista's eyes here uh, be behind her mask, and she was saying, yeah, that would be so great if that lost thing would actually be looking for us, too. We still haven't been able to, it's been a week, right, since we lost that shoe? Can't even, two weeks? Can't even find it. Oh, well, it'll turn up eventually. Or Spear ate it. I don't know. It's a, it's a mystery. So, so here's the deal. Um, one more uh, opportunity for you to engage. This is a little would you rather. This is uh, really turning the corner into our big kid reflection time. Now, would you rather go on a scavenger hunt or on an actual hunt? Just tell us uh, which one you would rather do. Would you rather go on a scavenger hunt or uh, go on an actual hunt. Let's just, uh, from the tech and music team here, what would you guys rather do? Give me a, a show of hands. How many of you would rather go on a hunt? I've got one person and two people in the room. And how many of you would rather go on a scavenger hunt? Yeah, that was a lot more popular. So let me give it a little bit of a definition here. Um, the, the hunt definition, a hunt is a determined search for someone or something. A hunt is a determined search for someone or something. A scavenger hunt, let's just give that a formal definition, because if you're like me, you think, oh, you know, uh, a kid's party, you get a clue, and then you get another clue, and then you get another clue, and you go somewhere, and you find it, right? That's, uh, that's what I think. The technical definition of a scavenger hunt is this. A determined search for a discarded item. A determined search for a discarded item. That's what a scavenger hunt is. So, so for me, um, I would have been like you, right? I have no desire to go on an actual hunt, but by definition, I'm always hunting. And, and, and I'd much rather go on a scavenger hunt, but by definition, I really avoid scavenger hunts as often as I can by definition. And, and I'm guessing I'm not the only one. And, and this is not a, a new thing. What we see in Luke chapter 19 is a man that has been hunting. Um, we're going to just kind of fill in his story a little bit because we, we jump into Luke 19 and, and he's probably, you know, middle age uh, at, at best, we assume at this point in his life. And so we're just going to make some guesses about what he has been hunting. But, but we can assume that he has been hunting. He's been, he's been on a determined search for value, for meaning in his life. He's been on a determined search for something to satisfy him. Um, Luke 19 tells us that he's a chief tax collector, uh, and he's just a little bit of explanation. If you've been around me, you've probably heard me explain tax collectors. If you've been around church, you've probably heard it, but, but, but if you have never heard what a tax collector is, right, uh, the, the Roman Empire is the world power at that time, and, and a primary source of their income was collecting taxes. Um, they would go into a city like Brentwood, and they would say, okay, uh, you from Brentwood, you get to collect taxes from everybody uh, in Brentwood, right? And, uh, and, and that would be usually a willing participant uh, that would say, yeah, I want to do that, right? This is somebody that probably wants to get rich quick. Um, uh, the, the Roman army would come in and they would lift up somebody, we'll just say Tom Watney from Brentwood, and he'd say, Tom Watney, you're the tax collector for Brentwood. Go to every house in Brentwood and collect taxes. We want $2 from every house in the city of Brentwood. And Tom would say, okay. All of a sudden, Tom is a collaborator with, uh, with Rome, right? He, he is working for and working with the world empire uh, known as Rome. Uh, the problem is that Brentwood doesn't like Rome. Uh, Brentwood does not want to be under the oppression and under the rule of Rome anymore. So all of a sudden, Tom is now an outcast. 
Uh, Tom uh, is not liked. Uh, Tom is avoided almost as often as he possibly could be um, because uh, he's collaborating, right, with the enemy. Uh, tax collectors are also cheats, so they're collaborators and they're cheats. Um, Rome says, hey, I want you to collect $2 from every house. What Tom does is he comes and knocks on your door and says, hey, give me $4. <laughs> and he puts two in his pocket and he sends two off to Rome. It's a way to get rich quick. It's a way to gain wealth and status um, in your city as a wealthy person. And so um, tax collectors are cheats. And we just have to see this, right? Uh, Zacchaeus uh, in Luke chapter 19 is called a chief tax collector. That means he is a chief cheat. And he's a chief collaborator. He, he is in tight with Rome, and he's probably cheating the other cheats out there um, to, to make a, a really uh, rich buck. And, and, and Luke 19 tells us that he is a wealthy man. So we can make a guess, right? What has he been hunting for? Uh, Zacchaeus, we could probably say, is hunting for wealth. He's on a determined search for wealth. Uh, we might say that he's on a determined search for status. There, there's a certain status level that comes from from being wealthy or having a certain amount of wealth. Uh, we might even say that he's on a determined search for power. Um, uh, you've got the Roman Empire, the, 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 the world power behind you, and, uh, and there's a certain level of power that comes. I mean, he can knock on a door and say, give me four bucks, and they fork, fork over four bucks, right? There's a certain level of power that comes from that. And so, so he might be on a determined search for power. The, the, the sort of pause here would be to, to pause and ask ourselves a, a, a challenging application question and say, what have you been hunting for? Um, the reality is that we're all hunting for something. And, and notice the question is not, what should you be hunting for? What would you like to hunt for? But, but what have you been on a determined search for? And, and, and just to kind of make the question a little bit more challenging, that if the world was looking at you, what would they say you are on a hunt for? Uh, if, if the world was looking at your bank account, if the world was looking at your calendar, if the world was looking at how you responded and reacted to certain situations and scenarios, what would the world say you are hunting for? It's a tough, challenging question uh, that we need to wrestle with when it comes to this, this story of Zacchaeus. Um, uh, Luke chapter 19 tells us a story of a man that has been hunting, but, but he's also on the hunt. If you look at the language here, uh, this, is, this is all hunting type of language. Um, and I got to see, right, he's trying to see. That's one thing. He's running to get ahead, and he climbs a tree, right? He climbs a tree. That's hunting language if I've ever seen it. He is on a determined search for something, right? He's on a determined search for Jesus, which would tell us, by the way, that his previous hunts, the, the things that he has been searching for haven't satisfied him, that he's still looking for something more, that, that he understands there's more value out there, uh, there's greater value out there than he has yet experienced, and, and he desires to find something that's going to satisfy. So he is hunting for Jesus. Uh, just look at this, right? He's trying to see. He's a short man. The crowd is big and probably taller than him, and so he can't see. He's putting forward some kind of effort. He is striving to see Jesus, just to lay eyes on him. Uh, he, he also runs ahead, Right, it, um, uh, which is to say that uh, he can't see, and so he, he puts forward even greater effort, and he runs ahead of the crowd 
uh, in hopes of, what, seeing Jesus. He's on a determined search for Jesus. Um, I, I wouldn't have fit in in first century because uh, men in first century just didn't run. Uh, I, I love to run. It makes me feel alive. makes me feel good. But, but men in the first century didn't run. It was sort of an undignified thing. They, they, they wore long robes, and, uh, and, and, and you know, running was for the kids. Men never ran in the first century. And, and, to, and to top it off, uh, Zacchaeus is a wealthy man, which probably means he never really missed a meal so to speak. So he's probably short and a little bit pudgy, so to speak. Um, and, and so this is an awkward moment. It's, a, it's an undignified gesture. But just see this. Zacchaeus is on a what? He's on a determined search. He's on the hunt for something of greater significance, something of greater value. He's on a hunt for Jesus. And then and then the last thing that he does, right, he climbs a tree. And, and that uh, would have also been an undignified thing for a grown man in the first century, uh, let alone a man that has his wealth and his status and his power. So, so the kind of second pause here is to say, do you hunt for Jesus with the same passion that Zacchaeus himself does? The first question is, what have you been hunting for? The, 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 the second pause is to say, do you hunt with the same passion for Jesus that Zacchaeus hunts? Uh, or is your passion lacking? Are you on a determined search for Jesus? Are, are you willing to put forward the effort and the striving to see Jesus? Uh, are, are you doing things that are culturally a little awkward in order to, to find him? <laughs> Um, this story, if we're clear, is not primarily about the hunt of Zacchaeus. It's not primarily about, about Zacchaeus hunting for Jesus. It's not primarily about, about me hunting for Jesus. It's not primarily uh, meant to heap guilt or shame on us uh, for hunting the wrong kinds of things. Those aren't bad applications. They're good, challenging questions. Uh, but but this, uh, this story is not primarily about what you should do it's primarily about what Jesus is doing to and for us. And we've just got to see this, right? Jesus is on a what? A scavenger hunt. <laughs> Jesus is on a scavenger hunt. Again, a scavenger hunt is a determined search for something or someone that is discarded. Zacchaeus is used to being discarded. He's used to not mattering. He's used to feeling kind of lost. That's why he's been searching. That's why he's been on his hunt for quite some time, because he feels lost and discarded. He feels like he doesn't matter. And so Jesus is on a determined search for him. Just see this. Um, right at the end of the story, Jesus tells us what the story is really about and really why he came. This is his purpose. I mentioned this a few weeks ago. Here's what he says. The Son of Man came to seek and to save what was lost discarded items. Jesus tells us, I came to be on a scavenger hunt. I came to find lost things. I came to, to be on a determined search for things that feel discarded and lost in life. Uh, we just got to see what Jesus does. Uh, this is sort of scavenger hunt type of language. Uh, Jesus stops right by Zacchaeus, right? He stops right where Zacchaeus is. Um, Zacchaeus is used to being avoided. Uh, if you're walking on the same street, uh, same side of the street as Zacchaeus, you're going to speed up your walk to communicate clearly. I don't want to talk to you. 
right? You might even jump over to the other side of the street because you just want to avoid Zacchaeus at all costs. Uh, I mean, people are happy to maintain a six feet social distance from Zacchaeus, right? He's used to being avoided, but, but just see the power of what Jesus does. Jesus stops right where Zacchaeus is. Why? Because he's on a determined search for the heart of Zacchaeus. The second thing Jesus does is he, he looks at Zacchaeus. Um, you've probably been in a, in a moment, in a situation where, where you know, you're with somebody that you don't really like or, or it's a little bit awkward and so you, what, you avoid eye contact with them <laughs> or you're trying really hard to avoid eye contact with them. And, uh, and, and that's what Zacchaeus is used to. He's used to people avoiding eye contact with him. And, uh, and Jesus does something really powerful here. He stops by the tree and then he looks up at Zacchaeus. Why? Because he's on a determined search for Zacchaeus. And then we've got to see this. Um, Jesus calls Zacchaeus by name. Uh, Zacchaeus is probably used to people saying his name through gritted teeth, right? Oh, that Zacchaeus kind of thing, right? Zacchaeus is used to people not using his name very nicely, but, but Jesus calls his name in love. Zacchaeus. Jesus stops right where Zacchaeus is. He looks at Zacchaeus and he calls him by name. Why? Because he's on a determined search for Zacchaeus. And and then we've got to see um, uh, Jesus uh, sort of bosses Zacchaeus around. He commands him, really. He says, hey, I'm coming over to your house. (laughs) Um, I'm coming over to your house. Uh, Get down out of there. He, He gives Zacchaeus a command. Zacchaeus is not used to being bossed around. But in this case, get down from that tree. And then we've got to see, what does Jesus do when he finds the, the lost, discarded item? He, he does two things. First of all, he shows grace by inviting himself over. Now, that's not a very gracious thing in our culture, right? We're, we're, we're laughing in the room because, you know, if, if I come up to you and say, hey, I'm coming over to your house tonight, you're going to be like, yeah, uh-huh, all right? So uh, this is not a gracious thing in our culture. But Jesus knows, right, that Zacchaeus has been hunting for him. It's obvious. He ran ahead and he's in a tree. Uh, this is an obvious thing that Zacchaeus has been hunting for something more significant. And Jesus says, hey, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to extend this relationship, this friendship to you. I want you to know I want to be connected. And so, hey, guess what? I'm coming over. I'm coming over. It's a gracious gesture on the part of Jesus to say, hey, I'm coming. The, the second thing that Jesus does here is he, he reinstates Zacchaeus into the family. Uh, I almost didn't go here because it takes maybe more time than we have to explain, but, but Jesus says this powerful line, right? He says, uh, today salvation has come to this house because this child is a child of Abraham or, or, or something like that. That's the Pastor Day version of, of that verse. But, but just see what happens, right? Um, uh, Zacchaeus has been kicked out of the family, it's just like, you know, if Tom is the tax collector of Brentwood, then, then Tom's not really part of Brentwood anymore. He's part of Rome, right? We kick him out of the family. We kick him out of the city. Sure, he mingles in our streets, but he's not really part of us. That's how they would have been treating Zacchaeus. They would have said, hey, you're not a child of Abraham. You're not a child of God. You're not one of us anymore. And Jesus just does this powerful gesture, and he says, no, no, Zacchaeus belongs, Zacchaeus belongs right here. He's a child of Abraham. He's a child of God, and I have just extended my friendship to him. It's a powerful, gracious gesture on the part of Jesus. 
This story is primarily about the scavenger hunt of Jesus, and that's, at least from my standpoint, incredibly good news, because I don't know about you, but a lot of us have felt lost recently. I'm assuming that you're raising your hand or that you're nodding in approval. Uh, we feel lost when we, um, when we lack direction. Uh, we feel lost when we're aware of our own sin. Uh, we feel lost uh, by, uh, by other people's rude actions or words. Uh, we feel lost when things that used to be reliable and steady are, are sort of wrenched out from under us. There's a whole lot of lost going on right now, isn't there? And so this story is just this incredible good news message that Jesus is on a scavenger hunt for your heart and for my heart. Jesus came to seek and to save lost things, and he is still going about that work. And here's what he does. He, he comes and he stops right by you, and, and he looks at you, and, 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 he, he, and he calls you by name. And he says, hey, I, I want to be connected to you. And, and, he, and he makes us part of his family. You're one of my kids. I love you. It's this incredible message that we find in Luke chapter 19. It's this incredible message that we find in the life and the mission of Jesus himself. Jesus came to, to, to be on a determined search for your heart, uh, for all the places in you that feel lost, and for all the days and weeks when you feel lost. Jesus is searching for you. Uh, the, the language in the song right before was so perfect, right? I, I, I was trying to write it down quickly because I knew I wouldn't remember it. A, a Jesus who kicks down walls to get to you. A Jesus who tears down the lies of the enemy. A Jesus who, who chases me down. It, it, it seems awkward and uncomfortable when you think about it, but this is what Jesus does. He, he chases us down. He kicks down walls to get to you, and he tears down the lies that might separate you from a loving Heavenly Father. Look, I, I hope that you'll stop hunting for worthless things. I really do. And I, and I hope that you'll hunt for Jesus with more passion and energy this next week that, than you ever have before. But, but I hope more than anything, you'll be confident and you'll rejoice that you have a Jesus who is on a scavenger hunt for your heart. Let's pray. Uh, Jesus, we, uh, we thank you for who you are, plain and simple. We thank you for why you came uh, to seek and to save things that were lost. We, we thank you for the space this morning to be challenged uh, by your word. Uh, we thank you for the, the space this morning to rejoice, <laughs> rejoice in your power, rejoice in your love, rejoice in who you are. We thank you for the space this morning to be honest and real, that sometimes we feel lost, but we know that you are always on the search for us. In the name of Jesus, all God's people said, amen.